Welcome to Finally It Is Here, the Super Bowl preview show presented by the Fantasy Sports Cave. I am your host, Lucas Reyes, here with my co-host and good friend, Julian Anchetta. Julian, how are you doing, bro? I am doing fantastic. Super Bowl weekend, obviously, coming up. We're waiting for it. It's going to be bittersweet at the end of football season. But, but, you know, still Super Bowl weekend. Excited to see those commercials. Excited to see everything else going on with the league, man. How about you, buddy? Bro, you know, you said it best, um, bittersweet, because this season for me went by so fast, but I'm super excited to get into this preview because we've had a lot of time to uh, really, I mean, just marinate in all of our mm-hmm. thoughts because it's, you know, it's always a long two weeks for the Super Bowl. And I, I've never been back and forth on the Super Bowl pick um, <laughs> as much as I have. And I'm super excited. But um, before we get into all of that, mm-hmm. uh, we just we're from Southern California and, uh, we, you know, we've. We, we love sports, and we just would like to just give our condolences out to everyone in the tragedy that uh, happened over over the weekend with Kobe and the eight other people, um, Kobe yeah. and his daughter, and then seven other people right. um, in the helicopters. I mean, um, we just – over here at Fantasy Sports Game, we just acknowledge, you know, everything sports. And Kobe was one of our heroes, um, mm-hmm. and and it's, it's just a tragic thing to do uh, to see happen and – we just like to give our condolences to um, everyone who is affected. I mean, and even if you're just a fan it, over here in Southern California, it's a, it's it's something surreal that's going on. But you know, we we, we just want to say um, we're we're over here hurting too. We're grieving, but but um, we we do want to keep things positive and just acknowledge that Kobe, you know, was one of our legends and yeah. just put that out there. Yeah, you have anything to say about Kobe? Are, were you a Laker fan? Yeah, I was a big time Laker fan. I mean, I remember just give me. I'm gonna give you one quick story, but um, go ahead. I, yeah. I remember the one last the, la, the last championship in 2010, I believe it was. Uh, it was on my birthday. It was actually like on June 17, oh, 20, wow. 2010 or 2011. And after they, they beat the Celtics, of course, so that definitely was a, a revenge game for them. And uh, just just to see like the celebration, the amount of the amount of time I had with that, I was so excited uh, with that championship, and just to see how things have progressed now, you know, obviously with the tragedy happening over the past week, over this weekend, you know, it was a tough time, but, uh, you know, obviously we, I've seen the sports world come together. Everyone obviously loved Kobe, even if you were a fan of, a, of the opposite team, like of the Celtics or something, I've seen Boston Celtics fans saying, Hey, we're all Lakers today. Or we're all like, you know, we're all Kobe fans today, like right. no matter what. So it's just, it's just awesome seeing that it, it sucks. It, it sucks. It's what it, it sucks that this is what it took to get, right. to, but you know, it, but it is it is awesome to see that we can still come together in sports world no matter what no matter rivalries we're still all human at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was feeling too. Um, I didn't yeah. want to say it, but it's just weird how, you know, uh, it, it something you could you could try and put a positive spin. I mean, not a positive spin, but right. you know, it, it's it's something bad. Like you have to make you have to take whatever good things come and and make the best out of it. And people coming together and and reaching out together and you know just the the, the love and response from the community. I, I love it. Um, and we're all we're all here for each other, yes, but um, moving on to the NFL now, and sure. uh, we're gonna hit each other hit the league news first because I we do want to end the podcast with everything Super Bowl. So league news rumors. It's been a while since we've uh, been able to hit this because of uh-huh. you know just just the, the week last week was just Pro Bowl, and you mm-hmm. know want to save all the good stuff for. But we 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 missed some big news, and yeah. the first big news was Eli Manning retiring, and. Yeah, the beginning of the end for I brought here the the quarterbacks that we grew up seeing at least for me and Julian because um this 
my earliest memories, I, I, I can't really remember a quarterback before Eli um, in the Giants and what he's done. Uh, ending his career at an amazing fi- 500 record. I mean, I think it was like 141 and 141 or something yeah, like that. It was, uh, yeah. it was like 500 <laughs> on the dot too. Though. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was pretty it was crazy, but seems like the most Eli Manning stat ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, salute to a legend. This real quick, do you think Eli Manning's a, a Hall of Famer? You know, it, it's tough. It is tough because right? you know, he's, you're talking about Super Bowl MVPs and, you know, guy who – you know, the guy who slayed the Goliath, you know, back in 2007. Right. They were facing that undefeated Patriots team that everyone thought, even I thought, was going to go undefeated. But he's he's a legend in his own right, especially in New York. But it's tough to say Hall of Famer because, you know, you look at those numbers and besides those, you know, those playoff games, it's it's tough to say that, he, you know, Mr. 8-8 eight eight over there is, is uh, right. he, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. But, hey, you know, if anything, you know, he can at least say he's the third best quarterback in his own family. So that's, you know, that's good. Oh yeah, and that's not a bad achievement considering exactly. you know ending with two two Super Bowl rings and 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 that's a good point to make because Manning and his family they that that name itself Manning is associated yeah. with football at this point and they might just throw him in there. I mean, the, yeah. just to complete the family the family tree. Yes, I, I think I think that when everything t- is taken t- into account, um, he he kind of needs more more help than just his stats to be mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. It has to, you know, be Eli Manning, the person taken into account and uh, what he's done in the playoffs and, yeah. and the Super Bowl and the MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs. They weigh a lot. They, and they, 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 they um, are really carrying his, his argument into the Hall of Fame. And I think that, you know what, he does get in at the end of the day, maybe not yeah. first ballot and maybe not the first go. But I don't. I I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd be more surprised seeing him just not end up in the Hall of Fame. I think he's just. I think he's gonna get in there. But I think he needs a little bit more help for his argument than other quarterbacks like Big Ben and right. Drew Brees. But speaking yeah. of Drew Brees, there we go. He might be next in line, and this might be a little bit more personal for you. I want to hear your perspective <laughs> because you're a Saints fan. Uh, how do you feel about Drew Brees contemplating retirement this year? You know, uh, for a guy who's done so much for the city of New Orleans and for the guy who's done for so much for me, um, I personally, you know, he's uh, he's really made me a fan of football, you know. And NFL-wise, obviously, I didn't have a team before the Saints came in, before the Saints came into my life. Um, and, you know, he came in the same year I did as a Saint. Well, he was a Saints quarterback, me as a Saints fan. Um, but it was kind of it's kind of been awesome to see, you know, him go from, you know, shoulder surgery and the, and the Chargers not wanting him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, anymore with obviously Philip Rivers and stuff, so it makes sense. But you know, to go from where he was at then to go where he's at now, where people are saying that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure, and you know, to see that he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever have played the game, you know, it's it it is tough to see. You know, you're, just, you're looking at one of the legends in him. Just you know, the the past few years haven't been kind to his numbers, and because you know he's he's been falling off a little bit shoulder wise, but he still is Drew Brees. He still is a legend. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to see. You know, it's going to be an end of an era, regardless if he does retire or when he does retire, I would say. But, um, but yeah, I would definitely say it's it's been tough, but it's also been a good ride. And, you know, I just I just wanted to see him get one more Super Bowl. And if he doesn't, then, you know, one Super Bowl is enough for many. Yeah, I mean, not many people get to get one. And, They're yeah, I, I want to appreciate Drew Brees for what he's done to the game, too. And, and, and the journey he's had, you're right, the, coming off the surgery and the injury to his shoulder, not many people knew what, what kind of Drew Brees we would get. Yeah. And of course, he. I think it's safe to say he's uh, superseded all expectations. But I yeah. do, for me personally, I do think that Drew Brees could still play, and I, I would, mm-hmm. I would totally love to see him return next year. Um, do you? Do would you like to see him return? 
Um, so anyways, so talking about uh, Drew Brees and just uh, where I would want to see him, if I want to see him again, you know, obviously he's a legend in his own right. <laughs> he's a legend in his own right. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, I do want to see him again, of course, in the Saints uniform, um, you know, just for what he's done for all he's done for us. Um, but it, it is, that is if his health persists. Yeah, um, I, I think, I mean, for me, I think he could still play, um, but it's, it's not up to me. And you're closer to the situation right, um, right. Than, than I am as a fan. But it, it, the conversation some Hill next, because if Breeze retires, the Saints have been right. pretty vocal about Hill yeah. starting next year. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that, considering how Teddy Bridgewater came in and really stepped up in a big way? I think he got five wins. Um, yeah, he got. I think it was like five, five and one. I believe. Yeah, five and one was the record that Bridgewater had, and that's really good. And I don't think anyone really thought Bridgewater could do that. He mm-hmm. he's really, um, you know, opened up a lot of doors for himself this off season. What, what, who would you rather have there, Hill as starter and or Bridgewater as starter, and still have Hill as that that Swiss Army knife? What, what do you What do you believe? Um, obviously, you would like to have both of them. So I would say definitely Teddy Bridgewater, you know, being the starting quarterback, and Taysom Hill being that. Uh, Swiss Army knife, like you said before, would be the definitely the best way to go for me perspective because that just the way the way the Saints offense works with that um, would definitely help. But I could see both guys wanting to move on, wanting to be the star of their court team. You know, you can't be you can't you know be selfish and want both of them at the, on your team because that's that's not how human nature works. You know, they both they both want to be the starting quarterback. I mean, that's that's where you are as a competitor. You want to be the starter. You want to be the best on your team. You want to be that guy who's who takes that last shot or t- or throws a touchdown pass. You know, at the end of the game. You want to be that guy to do that. Um, so I could see, I could see both those guys want to leave. However, as a Saints fan, if I was picking my personal preference, I would definitely say that having Ted, Teddy Bridgewater start next season um, and then Taysom Hill as that Swiss Army knife, Swiss Army knife, and backup if Teddy Bridgewater does, you know, <clears throat> does not struggle, but if he does, if if he does, you know, say need needs to get out for some reason, and then they can throw him in there and they they can do some of those same things that they used to do with Drew Brees. Obviously, that'd be great, but that that goes that goes without saying that Drew Brees would obviously I would like to see him come back. So it's just it's a good problem to have. Also. Right, that's a good point because I I do like Bridgewater and Hill if Brees doesn't come back. Right. I like that combo because it's a good point that how the Saints offense is so dynamic when the, when you have that two quarterback system, and I think that this year has proved more than any year that you do need a backup quarterback, a good one at least. Um, because of how many injuries I have. I mean, that's the Steelers. They went through three different quarterbacks this year. Um, that's almost unheard of. But it, the league itself has seen so many backup quarterbacks uh, play this year. I mean, uh, the Lions, and I, this is just off the top of my head. But I, I, would, I would love to see that. But you're right. As far as who needs to start, who wants to start, it's, it might come down to ego. Because Taysom Hill, by the start of next year, mm-hmm. next year regular season, he's going to be 30 years old. Yeah. And uh, the time is going to, you know, clock's ticking. We just saw Josh McCown start his first playoff game at 40 years old. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this isn't, it's not a common thing um, for older quarterbacks to get a shot, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see if that becomes a narrative going into the off season, moving on to the next quarterbacks on our list. This is still the league news. My gosh, yeah. Philip Rivers. Um, I, I don't know if we've talked about it too much, but I, I'll hit it real quick. How Rivers has moved to Florida now. And, um, you know, the, he's a big family man. Everyone knows this because he has a big family. Obviously, he has like a million kids. But it's it was also a fa- it was also a huge factor with moving into L.A. Um, when the Chargers moved from San Diego to L.A. Now him moving all the way to Florida permanently. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Um, I, it's it it's it's like fifty fifty still because it seems like the Chargers are still unsure 
about where they want to go with with the sixth pick. Mm-hmm. And Rivers is is I mean just left in the in lingo with all these unconfirmed reports. Jay Glazer from Fox, almost essentially, you know, in conversation, just saying the Chargers were moving on, not really reporting and quoting any mm-hmm. sources. Um, he was just he was on the podcast with with um, Colin Coward. And he basically said the Chargers moving on from, from Rivers. But he said it so nonchalantly. But yeah. everyone, the whole media ran with it. Sports Center, Bleacher Report, basically saying, confirming that Rivers has been moved on, um, confirmed not returning next year. And then literally hours later, Schefter and Ian Rappaport report that, no, they're still up in the air. It's still 50-50. The Chargers don't even know what they want to do yet. Yeah. Um, within the age of fake news and all that, blah, blah, blah. And um, just the reports of not getting things right. Um, and this week, more than any, uh, you know what I'm talking about um, mm-hmm. as far as the tragedy. I mean, not getting yeah. reports right. Look, I mean, you just need to calm down. If you saw that <laughs> clip of Jay Glazer, the way he was talking about it, we, I knew that he wasn't reporting in a credible source for, for Rivers not for Rivers moving on. I mean, if you're gonna, if if anything, for Rivers news, there's there's really no news. Nothing has changed in the last few weeks besides <laughs> him moving. Yeah. But I will say this for the Chargers fans out there. Just look for Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport reporting on anything. Don't look at anything else. No one's credible enough. And speaking of the next quarterback on this list who might be a Charger with all these dang rumors, <laughs> it's Tom Brady. Now, Brady has a bunch of landing spots, obviously. I mean, I feel like he could demand, I mean, anywhere, anywhere. really. Um, but his age is the only thing and maybe it would deter him from a lot of uh, these rebuilding teams. I don't think... Brady should go anywhere. I think he should really just hang it up. I we both we talked about this enough. Mm-hmm. How Belichick, uh, it feels like Belichick wants to retire, wants yeah. to, wants him to retire and just move on. Um, this Brady stuff is is almost as bad as anything else because it's it's really no it's really lazy reporting at this point. He bought a house in L.A. Well, this man goes to L.A. every every off season. He works with his trainer and his quarterback coach in L. LA, Southern California every year. And what, what athlete doesn't buy a house in LA at Very this true. point, right? And, yeah. and, and, you know, it might be his retirement home for the future. Everyone's saying, where will Brady land? No one really knows anything. I'm getting tired over this. I'm sorry, I'm done with my rant. What do you think about Brady and Rivers? Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing of Tom Brady, obviously, uh, we talk about Tom Brady and buying a house in LA, but we seem to forget that Tom Brady is from SoCal originally. Right. He's from, he's from San Mateo, so... He has he has those roots already in there, you know. Just because you buy a house in Florida or Alaska or you know wherever Antarctica, you know, like doesn't mean you're going to that football team. Especially because Alaska doesn't even have a football team, you know. <laughs> but um, but you know, you talk about those guys and where they're going to end up, and you know, we talk about Bill Belichick and how he wants to move on. But it kind of reminds me of the old school 49ers when they were trying to figure out whether they want to move on. From, right. Uh, from uh, you know Joe, Joe Montana. Montana, and they they had Steve Young obviously they had Steve Young in the backup, and it kind of reminds me about a couple years ago when the when the you know the Patriots had Tom Brady and then Jimmy Garoppolo behind him, and you're just like man, and like, also Jacoby Brissett behind him too, and Jacoby Brissett. So that's something that the Four ers never had. They never had the third string quarterback who could eventually be a starting quarterback in a, in a lot of different places. But you know they the the Patriots. Um, Sorry, Bill Belichick was trying to move on, and you know we have the whole Robert Kraft basically saying, "No, he's a patriot. He's a patriot. He's a patriot." And of course, you love loyalty like that. But at the same time, you could see his age. You know, he was he was already getting up there in age already at that point, and now he's you know two years older than that. So you you got to look at age, and you got to look at you know who do the Patriots have behind him now? You know, they don't have Jacoby Brissett anymore. They don't have Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. They have that guy from Auburn, uh, Jared Stidham, now behind him. Who's 
I mean, who's a five-star quarterback coming out of high school? Don't get me wrong. He's good, but he's not, uh, you know, he's not, he's not any one of those guys. I'll tell you that much. Or at least he hasn't shown that, that promise yet, you know? So he might, he might end up being as good as those guys, if not even better. But up until this point, he's, he doesn't look like the better pro prospect than those two players. So. Yeah, it, it is too early to, to yeah. call, but. Very true. Um, I think I think it might be time to hang it up for Brady. I mean, he's done everything he's ca- he's like. I mean, who could argue he's a goat at this point? Yeah. Um, but but as as far as you know, quarterbacks retiring, I will say I I, I hate him, but I'll, I'll appreciate him because he's yeah. he's moved the game forward and and he's allowed um just the game to evolve. And now we're seeing a new age of quarterback like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and these other guys athletically just taking over. And speaking of Mahomes, it's time <laughs> to finally move on to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, God, look, we've had so much time to mull over our thoughts, think about who's going to win. I mean, I've, I've never flip-flopped more on a game before. We have a team on the Niners on one side. Yep. Defense, offense, star-studded all around. Jimmy G, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle. They're running attack by Mostert last week. I mean, you don't know who's going to step up. Defensively, they have... They're just studded, starting with their rookie, Nick Bosa, all the way going to DeForest Buckner. Richard Sherman is playing out of his mind, talking crap. I mean, I love I love to see this type of stuff, this hype building up into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and then led by a coach in Kyle Shanahan, who it reminds me a lot of um, a young Sean McVay. I mean, young story, I mean, where a guy just completely turns around a team. But Shanahan was has been with the Niners for a minute. And he's he's definitely grown with the team, and is as I'm I, as as talk about as coaches, you know, um, a well coached team. The Niners are as well a coached team out there as as anywhere and in history. And then you have the Chiefs on the other side of the ball with I mean, amazing, just on offense led by Mahomes, who there is no answer to stop Mahomes, really. And you have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Miko Hardman, I mean, a, a, a team on offense that just makes nightmares happen um, matchup-wise. And then defensively having guys like Tyron Matthew and uh, Sorensen, who are just been playing really good in the playoffs. I mean, lights out. And then led by Andy Reid, who would just love mm-hmm. to get a Super Bowl. Like another coach that will have his team well-prepared if you give him a week, and he's had two. This is my intro for the hype. I mean, woo-wee! I am so excited for this game. What are your first impressions of this teams, man? What do you think? Yeah, um, this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be a battle of uh, full battle, battle of different philosophies. You know, both these teams. You know, if you look at these teams, they're so different on some of the on a lot of things they do. You know, first you have the Niners who are ground and pound, who will put it down to the rope, pause kind of thing. You know, they'll, <laughs> you know, they'll, they're kind of like that old school kind of team that that reminds you of the Seahawks back in you know the you know 2014, 2015 with a great solid defense and a good running game and a quarterback who can who's a he's he's a game manager in a way, but he's also he's also effective in his own right. Um, in Jimmy G, uh, but then you also got the Chiefs offense who and the Chiefs, sorry who are opportunistic on defense. You led by, you know, led by the Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew, and led by those guys. And then you obviously have the, you know, last year's MVP, not, you know, not, you know, and then uh, you have Patrick Mahomes with that, with that speed offense, you know, just speed, speed, speed everywhere. It almost might, reminds you of just, of those offenses kind of in, you know, back in like the 80s and 90s of just like guys who could just, who could just sprint down the field and no right. one's going to catch them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where like, you don't know where it's going to go. You could, you know, you can either have that offense just take over the game or you can have the defensive 49ers just punch in the mouth and just get it to it. Or we can have a mix of two things. 
which are probably the best in both worlds, you know? Right. I mean, look, I, 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 I like to listen to a lot of podcasts, and um, one mm-hmm. of them I, I made a good point was saying how last year when moving into leading into the Super Bowl, the, the, the Chiefs, excuse me, the Chiefs and Patriots in the AFC Championship game was a shootout. Yep. And then you take a look at or the Rams team, who has just been offensively lighting up the league last year. Uh, and, and, and moving into the game, you, you would think, at least for me, I, it was going to be a high-powered um, a g- scoring game. And then you have a team just, you know, just a defensive battle. The Rams just putting up barely three points. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that we can expect any unexpectedness like that this year. I mean, I, I feel really good about these two teams, confident enough and good enough to say I, I don't think that will happen. I don't think yeah. that the Niners will take over on defense. And I, mm-hmm. and I, th- I expect – you know, these two teams to play well. I really do. Um, I, I think that I can't see the Chiefs scoring less than 30, and I can't see a Niners team scoring or um, giving up more than 30. Um, but what do I think is more likely to happen? I, I, think, I think what's more likely to happen is, is the Chiefs scoring more than 30. There, there's a quote from an NFL exec, uh, NFC GM executive. It's an anonymous quote, but he said to bet the house, on the Chiefs, basically, because he said that there's no there there is no answer for Patrick Mahomes yet, and I think that is so true. I think that Mahomes is just the most complete quarterback I've ever seen. Arm running is is so smart. He, I mean, this guy is so intelligent, and and you take a look at the off the offensive mismatches that these Chiefs create with Kelsey. I mean, this guy needs to be double teamed, triple teamed at least. And that just leaves is one of these speed guys. Hill, Watkins, Hardman is going to get open. And um, I don't care how good this Niners team is. I, I really do see Mahomes make, making the elusive plays and extending plays. I mean, he does it better than anyone in the league right now. He's, it reminds me just like Aaron Prime, Aaron Rodgers. So I, I don't know. I, I totally see that, that happening. But I, I also, the Chiefs have a weaker defense. I think when mm-hmm. overall – um, uh, I'm going to ask you this. Who do you think is better? But for mm. me, overall, I think the Niners are a better team. And this is why it's so hard for me to choose because you yeah. have Mahomes on one side. But I, as, as a whole team, I mean, football is the ultimate team sport. Yep. I just give the edge to the Niners slightly because yeah. of their defense. I think that the mismatches are there for the Chiefs, but I trust the Niners' defense more to make a stop when it's, when it's needed. Then I trust the Chiefs' defense more to make a stop. But at the end of the day, it's more even than anything. But how could you gauge this? Who do you think – is there a better team to in this game or is it just dead even? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those tough games to choose for, you know. Um, you know, you first you have the defense, like we said before. You have the – I'm sorry, the 49ers going at it. You know, that defensive line, that massive defensive line that we've been talking about all year long. On, you know, you got Bosa. You got, you know, Armstead. You got all those beasts down there. And then you've got, you know, Patrick Mahomes on the other side uh, for the Chiefs going – you know, going ham and obviously not having the not having the better not having a better season than last season, but still Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. Um, so it's one of those things where, like you said before, man, like it's as if we're talking individual players, then I would definitely get the edge to the Chiefs just because you know you have Patrick Mahomes and there's not really one person on the on the Niners who can match up with that. But this isn't this isn't the NBA. This isn't this isn't like individual players right. make the make the games happen. This is a team sport, the ultimate team sport, like you said, um, and it's. It's one of those things where I've Niners and you just look at that team and you're like, that team's deep everywhere. You know, we're exactly looking at, looking at those coaches, looking at those guys, looking at, you know, that secondary, you know, led by Richard Sherman. 
Um, you know, and you look, you talk about, you talk about those guys and you're just like, man, like the four Niners have a, have an amazing football team and it's going to be tough for anyone to beat them this year. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. Um, because it, it, it star studded and, and you're right. It's not like the NBA where right. one guy could just take over in the fourth and score 10 straight to put his team up. Um, but this, you, we're hitting on it now. I mean, might as well just hit it. the position battles of strength. Yeah. Who's better? Um, it's it's good to talk about these things because yeah. it it really you know at least at quarterback for sure it it helps put a bigger perspective and and it helps me at least decide who's gonna win the game who's better at quarterback I, I think it's easily Patrick Mahomes yeah. over Jimmy G but as far as you know who could pl- how how well they could play I think that Jimmy G could play just as well as mm-hmm. Mahomes because of what what's around him I mean his supporting yeah. cast is one of the best. I mean, the running game that's been there all year. And then you have George Kittle that you can rely on. And then Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders, who's come in the middle of the season, who you've been able to go to and has been come. And, and these guys are effective receivers. They're not amazing. They won't glare at, they won't jump out on you on the, on the stat page um, by any means. But these guys, they're, as far as one simple thing, the do your job mentality, yeah. these guys will do their job. And, and, and um, I think that, it's it's so hard to say um, who's going to have a better game. But as far as who's better, I think we could both agree on uh, giving the edge to Mahomes, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely quarterback-wise Mahomes. Like you said before, Jimmy G can play better in spots. But if we're talking about who's a better quarterback overall, I mean, you got to give it to Patrick Mahomes. There's not many better, if any better, in the league right now than Patrick Mahomes quarterback-wise. Yeah, and then you take a look at the running backs. Yep. It's not really huge names over there, but it's just a good running game for both teams. You take a mm-hmm. look at the Niners, who've just been a running team all year, and uh, just put up 200 with Raheem Mostert yep. a few weeks ago. And then, um, yeah, and then you have the Chiefs team, who was just running the ball over a few weeks ago, all over a Texans team to put put it put the game away. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is just a complimentary again. It's so hard to give an edge to one of these teams. And and it's not this is not lazy um, analysis. It's just right. to put in perspective for you guys how how even these teams are. If you haven't been watching them and following them all year, I mean, I know there's plenty of time to to look into it, but these guys are just so similar f- for me. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know that whole running game. It's it, it's you know you're we're not literally looking at any big names, any any Ezekiel Elliotts here, any Todd Gurley's, any you know Alvin Kamara's, any any guys like that. But you're looking at guys who can run the football and do their job and, you know, and that with those offensive lines, those powerful offensive lines, which we haven't talked about yet, but those guys can create holes and massive gaps uh, through, through the defense. And, you know, you, they, they can, they can shred a defense for sure, especially, you know, coming off a lot or coming off of two weeks ago when Raheem Mostert uh, had, you know, 200 and something yards and four touchdowns against the Packers defense. Right. You know, and then you have, you know, the, the guys in the chiefs on the Chiefs sideline who can, who, who adds that speed factor that the that sorry that the wide receivers have and that the whole offense has as a whole. Um, but I would definitely say if I was giving if I was giving an edge to anybody, even if it's a slight one, I would definitely give the edge to the 49ers just because those just because of those running backs, just because like they have a three-headed monster. I don't know if Braid is playing, so if they don't, if he's not, then you have a two-headed monster. But you still have Tevin Coleman, and then you have Remoster. I would definitely give them the edge, but it's very slight, if any. Yeah, um, I think that's a good point because. I mean, if you take a look at the running game, the the Niners have been the running team all year, and and as far as running, the the Chiefs have just come alive in the playoffs. As far as their running game, it hasn't been as consistent and as prevalent as an as their Niners run game, and uh, I think that that 
that's good because I would definitely give the Niners an edge there too. Okay. And I think that they have a better matchup too because the Chiefs are really bad um, as, a, as far as running game. And they almost give up five yards per rush. It's going to be interesting to see how the game turns out and if Jimmy G, is if, if he's being called upon, um, if the Chiefs could stop the running game somehow and slow it down, Jimmy G is going to be called upon to, to really keep up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. But let's talk about defense a little bit. And yep. we have an X factor that we'd love to, to talk about. And we mm-hmm. and I love I love your pick. I see it right here. <laughs> yeah. We both have defensive players. I'll go first, though. For me, it's my X factor is on the Chiefs, and it's Tyron Matthew. I, I'm really in love with Tyron because I think he has just come along and alive in these playoffs. I mean, impact plays. He's so smart. He's everywhere. He's always at the ball. He will mess plays up pre-snap, during the snap, during the play. He is in your head. He is just like a quarterback on defense. And I really think that he was the last piece that sent these guys to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. I mean, we said it last weekend in our, in our, in our review show um, that I think that he was the, he was the last piece because um, they couldn't get a stop defensively last, last year to, to get the ball back to Mahomes. Look, Tyron Matthew, I could totally see him making one or two huge plays that will just give the Chiefs huge momentum. And the Chiefs are a momentum-based team. I mean, you cannot let the Chiefs come alive and get any ounce of momentum. Dechellis at work, our manager, I talked to him. <laughs> We've been talking to him at work a lot about this. He he always he jokes around, but it's true. He always says that you can't let Mahomes get angry. You can't let him get pumped. And it's true. This man turns Super Saiyan on the sideline. He makes one <laughs> big play, and it's over. You cannot let these guys get any budge. And as far as feeding off energy, Tyron Matthew, man, yeah. talk about energy. This guy will inspire a team to play well. He is my X factor, and if he makes a huge play, look. A few years ago, when when it was a, when we didn't see it coming, when the Broncos and Seahawks met in the Super Bowl, yeah. and it was a huge blowout. Look, was it wasn't it Malcolm Smith that won the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, yeah, it was him. Look, if there's any defensive player winning an MVP this year in this Super Bowl, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Tyron Matthew. But go ahead with uh, who who'd you got? Yeah, uh, like you said, I mean, I'm just going to give you props in your pick. You know, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, don't care. Mr. LSU, obviously, going off of that whole LSU national championship thing. So, congratulations for them. Um, but you're talking about the Seahawks, man. You're talking about that 2014 Seahawks game against the, you know, them against the Broncos. And it kind of reminds me of that game a little bit. Um, but my X Factor was actually playing in that game. He was actually Ooh. the cornerback of that other Seahawks defense, you know, that Legion of Boom defense. And we all know who I'm talking about at this point. I'm talking about Mr. Richard Sherman, Mr. Ringworm Sherman, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> you know, um, you, you, talk about, you talk about a man who's been around the league for a little bit now. You know, a guy who's from Stanford. So he, he has got that North Cal blood in his, brain, in his veins. But he is but he's from SoCal originally. So he's got that California swag anyways. Um, but, yeah, Richard Sherman, man, you know, you get the whole thing against Darrell Revis going on, you know, with, Robert calling him out, saying that he doesn't cover and he doesn't he doesn't go from sideline or from field from opposite ends of the field. He he always stays on one side of the field. And well, that may be true. That's just the way they run things over there in San Francisco. You know, that's just the way that's the way he's been running things his entire career. So it's definitely helped him. You know, and you can say what you want about him, but he's definitely uh he's definitely a difference maker in this game for sure. We've all seen what he did in the last game when he had that pick against Aaron Rodgers. That which I mean, the game was already over to begin with, but that was like the last play of the game. I'm pretty sure. Or yeah, the, or the, yeah. It but, was towards the end. It was out of hand. But I, I see what yeah. you're saying because yeah. Richard Sherman is is one of those guys that, you know what, you could totally see him making a difference too. And um, he's the best when he's at his trash talk, and he's had a whole week to trash talk. 
and he, and yeah. he feels it. And I yeah, totally see him. I, I, I'm in love with this pick, Julian, because if yeah, there's any defensive player for the Niners, I mean, I would love to see it go to Richard Sherman. It might be yeah. Nick Bosa. I mean, because yeah, yeah, they're, so they're so studded on defense. But as far as X-Factor goes, this is a beautiful pick. I'm totally in love with this. Yeah, man, those defense, that defense backfield is going to be a challenge on both sides for that defensive backfield to see, you know, who's gonna, which team is going to be reign supreme in that defensive backfield for sure. Yeah, and we talk about um, matchups. Yeah. I mean, look, this is, does it, is this the game where we finally decide who's the best tight end in the game? I, I, I think so. It might yeah? Be. I mean, look, and, and let's just settle this. I mean, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, two polarizing yep. players. But, I mean, you know, you know something I noticed? How come yeah. every dominant tight end in the past decade or so has the same exact personality? I mean, you take Travis Kelsey and and and, and George Kittle. If you switch their faces, you wouldn't know who's who. I mean, who's really who? These guys have the same personality. He's like a party guy. I think yeah. of Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, these guys. I don't know. These guys are huge. They're monsters. Um, as far as best tight end in the game, I think it's I think it's so hard to choose. I mean, right now before the game even starts, who would you pick between the two as the best I in the game? That's tough, man. That's tough because this past year in fantasy football, uh, my <laughs> my draft pick, my number one pick for the in the first uh, in the first round was Travis Kelsey. So right. I always, but I always value tight ends, and I'm always a tight end guy. I'm always a guy who you know always looks at that position and be like, you know what? Like if I can get the best guy at the position, then I will be set at least on that position. I can worry about the other positions positions later. And I've always that's always been my mindset, but. It's tough, man, especially with Travis. With, uh, sorry, with George Kittle did to the Saints, did to my Saints, and just has them to the league in the past. You know, this past season, in the past few seasons, actually, it's tough to say that Travis Kelsey has an edge on him. But I would definitely say, man, I would I would say who who my who the better tight end is in my perspective. It had to be George Kittle. That man <laughs> is a beast. That man is Rob Gronkowski two point You know, I know George. I know Travis Kelsey's gonna hate me for that if he's living. If he's if he's even listening listening to this. But man, I'm sorry, but George Kittle has been a monster all season long, and I mean, so has Travis Kelsey. Don't get me wrong, but George Kittle has done so many things for that Chiefs defense. And I'm sorry for the Chiefs defense. Wow, man. But <laughs> <laughs> for the 49ers offense, excuse me. Um, you know, he's blocked. He's done everything. He's caught those passes and. You know, there's been a few times in the playoffs where, you know, Travis Kelsey has dropped a few passes where you're like, that was L's in your hands, man. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that's all you can do. But I would definitely say that recently for me, um, this is recently for sure, that uh, George Kittle has been, has, been my, has been the better tight end out of both of those two. What do you think, Lucas? Yeah, you know, I'm going to agree with you because I, maybe a little bit of a recency bias, but yeah. I think when it comes down to it, these guys are the exact same player. I, I think I've, we've seen George Kittle completely take over a game. I mean, he did it to your Saints yeah. being face-masked and being dragged down by yeah. three or four other yeah. guys. Well, you don't need to remind me of that. But, no, know? but but the only reason I bring that up, I'm sorry, <laughs> is, because, is, because, is because I don't think I've seen Travis Kelsey do that. I mean, he's, you know? he's dominant and he's just as impactful. But I think as far as when you need a big play, the Niners are for sure going to go to George Kittle. Mm -hmm. When you need a big play for the Chiefs, there's too many options there to just say, I'm going to just target Travis Kelsey. You're yeah. just going to let the play develop, trust Mahomes to do whatever. Because um, as far as MVP, there's there's an argument for me that um, Mahomes and Kelsey and Tra um, Tyreek Hill all make the same impact on whatever yep. play and could be more important than each other on any given play. I think that George Kittle is more important, the most important piece for the 49ers um, offensively than any mm -hmm. other player. I think he's more important than Jimmy G. I think he's more important than than any receiver they have and any um, any other player. So I think that will give the slight edge to Kittle. 
But um, I mean, you can't really, you can't expect both of these guys not to play well. I mean, they're gonna, no. they're gonna be amazing. But now let's finally dig, dig deep into this game. Let where let's the question: How does this game go? Right. I mean, for me, like I talked about it, the Chiefs scoring thirty. I think it's more likely that they're gonna score more. Right. They have too many weapons. One thing I want to talk about um, that I just want to bring up: the Chiefs' second quarter. We talked about it mm-hmm. um, last week. It is just as scary as the Warriors a few years ago yeah. when, when the, the, their dynasty, when they come out of halftime. These guys, look, they've been down. Uh, I, I can't even remember. Oh, yeah. They played the Titans. They were down yeah. against the Titans, 17-7, and they were down 24-0 going into the second quarter by the, te- the Texans. Yeah. Both second quarters, they shut out defensively. They shut the opposing team out, and they went on insane runs, scoring a touchdown on nearly every single drive in a matter of minutes. Their second mm-hmm. quarter is scary as yep. far as momentum goes. But um, I think that the Niners, look, as far as getting behind and, yeah. and, and going, you can't get behind a Niners team because they're, they're not going to make a mistake. Um, it's so hard. That's why it's so hard to go back and forth. But what do you think as far as uh, the Chiefs' second quarter and and uh, the scoring, getting behind, can they can they keep up if they get behind the Niners? Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're talking about a get, if we're talking about keeping up, you know, with you know, there's not many teams that can keep up with with the Chiefs if we you know when they're rolling. But the problem is, will they get rolling? You know, mm-hmm. with that cheat, with that Four Niners defense going, you know, I've always been a defense first guy. I've always gone with the good defenses. You know, I've always be, you know, you have that old adage of defense wins championships and what and whatnot. And I think it remains true in this game. You know, you have that Chiefs defense, who who's a good who's good defense. Don't get me wrong, really good defense have made vast improvements over the past few years. You know, you have Tyron Matthew, and you have guys like D Ford coming in, and you know, just wrecking the you know wrecking those guys. And uh, Frank Frank Clark was it D Ford? It might have been Frank Clark, my mistake. Uh, but Frank Clark, you have those guys, you know, making those sacks and getting those getting to the quarterback. But then you have that 49ers defense, and let me tell you, man, that 49ers defense has made problems for some of the best quarterbacks in the league, including Aaron Rodgers, including who, including the guy who we compared to Patrick Mahomes, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, mm-hmm. when he, when they were playing. I just, you know, it's it's tough for me because, you know, I, I saw the 49ers, you know, play the Packers, and I'm like, all right, like the 49ers were up, and they were they were going up, and they were playing, they were playing tough, and I was like, all right, the Packers are going to come back. And I was like, man, the Packers just never came back. And I think that that's what might happen in this game, you know. I think the 49ers will, will get on top early. And they're going to punch him in the mouth. And we'll see how the Chiefs respond. If the Chiefs can respond well, you know, obviously having a different coach, having Andy Reid, having that veteran experience coming in there, you know, it's going to be different than having Matt LaFleur, um, you know, coaching the Packers. But, you know, you have the Chiefs coming in and, you know, you just hope for the Chiefs that they can just keep up with this team. And that way it can be a good game. Because the least, you, the most thing you want is a good game in this game. You want, it, you want two teams that are very close. And two game, you know, in this game where you're like, damn, like after especially after last year where it was thirteen to three, you want like kind of a high scoring game, not not like fifty six to fifty one, kind of like a high scoring game. Just like some excitement. Right. I mean, last so, year it was just so boring, and so I almost boring. threw up in like, my head. Yeah, you went to sleep at that point. You know, you're <laughs> like, you're, you're at that point, you're looking to see, you know, who's going to have the post game outfit that you know better that you know that. I mean, up. yeah, I mean, last year I couldn't yeah. even I couldn't even tell you who won the MVP. Um, so yeah. I mean, I, I was just so out of it. The yeah. the big I mean the biggest the biggest uh, star last year Super Bowl was the fucking uh, pulled pork that my friend brought. I mean, that, <laughs> shit, that shit was amazing. I honestly I remember eating that more than watching the game. Yeah. But um, but going back to this game, uh, talking about peaking at the right time, 
I think, are the Chiefs peaking at the right time? I mean, because you have a team <laughs> this these playoffs. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm cracking up a bit off. <laughs> but um, you have a t- you saw these playoffs a team in the Titans that just start started peaking at the right time, and maybe they just you know they they peaked and and they they peaked yeah. as far as they could. Yeah. Are the Chiefs peaking at all? Because <sighs> I think that um I think that Tyron Matthew and Brad Sorensen have something to say about that. Yeah. Um, just the way that they're playing and and I think yeah. that they're. I, I don't know. I, I are they peaking? It's a team that's peaking and playing better on defense a little bit, going against a team that has been the most consistent, rock solid. Um, you don't see them making a mistake. Consistent yeah. team out there in the 49ers. Is there any? Is there any weight to the the momentum that the Chiefs are bringing right now? Do you yeah. think? Um. Yeah. I mean, they're they're bringing a lot of weight, especially who they've beaten. You know, they beat the Titans, who many people, including yourself, thought they're going to the Super Bowl. You know, especially after who they beat coming into that game. Um. But you know, you have that defense coming in, and you're like, and that defense is angry because of what happened last year. You know, we talk about that Patriots loss last year, but then we don't. For, but we forget that they had a pick, and then they and then they obviously got called back as offsides, whether you know whether All or not right. they affected anything. You know, but. And Brad Torson was actually the guy who caught that, so it's kind of it's kind of ironic that he's in this game too. Um, but you're just like, man, like as far as picking goes, you know, this Chiefs team, if they're picking, they must have been picking for the past few years, you know, because like they've been they've right. been like they were first seed last season and they were playing in Arrowhead last season, of course, in that game. Um, but you're just like, man, the the Chiefs the Chiefs are a consistent team. But if we're looking for the most consistent, the best team all season long, it's got to be the 49ers. Right. Got to be the 49ers, you know, just because what they've done all season, they've been third. They went 13 and three. They're a number one seed and going into the playoffs, coming out of it. And they were and they still beat up teams like tomorrow, you know, so it's just like it's tough to say, you know, who the you know, it's tough to say who the better team is. But I would definitely give my edge to the 49ers in this game. Yeah, um, you're right. Because you you look at what what they've done all year, and then if there was any doubt if they were going to have rust after the bye, you know, you already know what team they're going to have. So you already know what what, what team is going to show up mm. in the Niners. And um, I, I don't think there's any um, doubt what's going to happen. Is there anything um, to, you know, as far as you talked about inexperience? Yeah. I think the last thing we need to talk about is the coaching. I mean, yep. Comes down to Andy Reid, who's been there before mm-hmm. and has had made. I mean, there's a narrative, there's some history of him choking in the playoffs. Very true. I, I don't want it to happen, but I, I hate to see that. I would love to see, you know, just two teams at their full potential, at their full might, um, completely 100% going at it, they're playing their best. Mm-hmm. And then you have a guy on the other side who's not as experienced, Shanahan, who's seen the evolution of his team, um, the end product of looking so good and beautiful. Can he keep it up? I don't know. Um, yeah. I think. I don't know if there's any advantage there, but as far as who has, who has who's been there before, Andy Reid's been there before, and I think that there's yeah. there's a slight edge to that. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I mean, as far as choking goes, you have the whole Andy Reid thing, but then we let us not forget that in that Super Bowl, the Patriots played the Falcons. You know, the twenty to three. Who was the offensive coordinator in that game? Kyle Shanahan. Yep. You know, so you have a little bit of that. So we have. I mean, obviously, he was the offensive coordinator then. He was the head coach, but. You have a guy who hasn't, who hasn't as a head coach been there before, but has been there before as an assistant, as an assistant. And you have a guy who's been there as a head coach before, you know, in, in Miami Reed. And you're just like, man, it's going to be one of those matchups of just, again, wills and just who's going who's gonna to come out on top, who's going to coach, who's going to outcoach the other one, you know? You have a guy like Andy Reed who's been there, done that, who's been in the league for a bunch of years now and, you right. know, who hasn't won one as a head coach yet. 
and then you have a guy like Kyle Shanahan who who has been around the league and obviously his dad Mike Shanahan you know coming in he's been in the league even longer than that right and and he's and he's seen his dad win a few yeah very true plus you also have that GM John Lynch who's been in the Super Bowl before with right. the Buccaneers you know so you have that experience and it's it's tough to give an experience edge over one side or the other as far as coaching wise of course you give Andy Reid but if we're looking at the whole team and outfit perspective you've got to it's it's more even than that. Um, right. You, I mean, no, you're right, Julian, because you have to take when, it, when things are so even like this, you have to yeah. take in account everything. I'm talking coaches, the whole I mean, the players on the field, uh, the culture that brings. I mean, look, the, the Niners are a winning culture. Yep. Um, and I think that you, everything, every little thing counts. I mean, who do you think is going to travel more fan base wise? I think I give sure. a little edge to the Niners. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. But the Chiefs, they haven't been there 50 years and they're as loyal as any other any other team. Um, look, I, are there any other points you want to make before before we call it? Because I'm ready. I'm ready to call this game. Honestly, I'm just looking forward to the commercials and I, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 game, the game itself. I'm also looking forward to see what Travis Kelsey wears at the end of the game. Um, what, win or lose, I'm ready for his outfit. That's for sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just ready for this game and I'm just ready to see what happens, man. Plus that buffalo chicken dip, the mom's gonna make it's gonna be fire. So <laughs> oh man, you gotta invite me. You know I live right uh, down the street. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll invite you. Man. You're invited, buddy. You're always invited, man. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm ready to call this game. Let's do it. Um, after everything that was said and everything in perspective and and flip flopping in my head about a million times during this podcast alone, yeah. <laughs> um, I I think I have to go with what I want to see. Oh and um, I, the Chiefs are in my division. I cannot stand to see them. But also, I think as far as everything we talked about, culture, team, coach, coaches, who's around them, everything, yep. I think I give a slight edge to that Niners defense because mm-hmm. I think it's better than that Chiefs defense. I think they're going to come and get one stop. Um, I, give, I give the Niners winning the Super Bowl uh, score. Yeah, It's going it to might be tough. I'm going to say 45. Ooh. 37. Uh, no, 45. 45. No, I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to go corny. Field goal at the end. 45-42. Okay. That's a good score. It's a good score. You know, keep it high. Keep it tight. But also keep it close. Keep it close. Um, As far as my, my prediction goes, I'm going with you on the 49ers perspective. You know, that whole that whole attitude, just that swagger thing is just something different. Something that we haven't seen in a minute from the 49ers especially. You know, and you're, ah, the, as far as score goes, Man, I feel like it's going to be something in the 30s, something both teams have 30. I'm going to go with – I'll keep the field goal. I'll keep the field goal difference. I'll go 30 to 27. That's what I'll go. 30, 30, 27 for the Niners? Yeah, 49ers. 49ers win that game, 30 to 27. Hell yes. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. We hope you enjoyed the preview show for the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed the whole ride for this NFL season. It's tough. It's sad that it's come to an end. I mean, I feel like this has been one of the fastest seasons ever. But, guys, we have so many plans. Um, we're covering the draft. We're hitting the draft hard, reviewing each and every team. We're going to go through a mock draft. Um, David did a mock draft last year with a different team. And David got, I think, so many picks right. I, I can't even remember. And he predicted so many things. He predicted Antonio Brown. Um, mm-hmm. He predicted a bunch of things. We are going to yep. hit you guys hard. And we're trying to get our credentials and trying to go to the NFL draft as media. Vegas. We're pushing hard for that. And we can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but we and you know what? We would love the support over here. Julian, thank yep. you so much for joining in a great podcast. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Snapchat at that good old Julian and Cheddar and C H E T A. No space, no dots. That's how you spell my name. And Cheddar kind of thing, whatever. Um, 
you know, I'm on Snapchat. Snap me on there. That's pretty much where you'll find me. I mean, if you want to find me on Facebook again, go for it. MySpace, go for it. But I'm be honest, with you, I haven't used that in like since I was since like 06. So Tom, sorry about that. But but um, but anyways, where can we find you on social media? All right, come talk shit, come talk football to me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas and on Instagram, Lucas underscore Reyes. For Julian and Lucas Reyes and everyone at the Fantasy, Fantasy Sports Cave, happy Super Bowl weekend, and we are out. Out of here.